Welcome to Empowered Conversations. I'm your host, Susie Petrozzi. This podcast will take you on a journey of personal growth and self-discovery through conversations with special guests that will inspire you to live the life of your dreams. Get ready now for an Empowered Conversation. Hello everyone, Susie Petrozzi here. Welcome. It's December 2020. Um, What a year it's been. It really has been a very different time for all of us. And with that, I, I feel, I sense that today's interview Um, Well, I certainly tend will help provide some guidance and clarity in terms of perhaps where you're at or how to navigate your life, what you feel, what you experience or what you perceive may be happening to you. My guest speaker for today is Fran Davidson, who has been practicing as a psychic and energy worker for well over 20 years. She's always been highly sensitive to her surroundings and she began consciously developing this in her early 90s, so her gift of sensitivity. She helps people clarify issues and develop intuitively both here in Australia and abroad. And as a service, psychic and energy work, which is her business, seeks to empower people spiritually through what is sensed. Fran is clairaudient, clairvoyant and clairsentient, which means that she hears, sees, feels and just knows things. And there is no limit to the world of energy. And when we know this, we can process and heal dynamics. And she says that what we believe often influences progress, growth and access to intuitive guidance. So friend, welcome. I'm keen to um, have you share more on this incredible work of yours. Thank you very much for having me, Susie. I'm quite excited about this interview. (laughs) Well, my pleasure. Um, I was really excited to have you. I've known of your work now for um, 10 years to be exact, and you've been a great mentor in my life. I've learned so much from you. And um, I would love to share some of that with with the wider world. Um, it certainly helped me navigate the world of energy um, much better or much more consciously and much more aware. So why don't we start a little bit, um, you know, how you started this journey? How, how did it all start from, for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, you could say I was cornered. Um, I've always been intuitive. So even as a little girl, I used to hear and see things and also feel things. And um, those were the days way back then um, where really this sort of stuff, it really wasn't talked about. It wasn't out there as it is nowadays. Um, So... uh, in a sense, there was no mentoring at that time through no fault of anybody's. It was just the time that the world was in. So life allowed me to sort of bump around with that until I hit 30. And at that time, I was in um, the world of strategic marketing in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And I would keep coming unstuck because I would sense what other people were thinking or feeling or perhaps even doing. Um, without necessarily um, integrating that level of information or opinion into formal discussions. And so I would get into horrible trouble for pursuing Hmm. (laughs) questions or um, dynamics, issues in the name of achieving the right results for businesses. Um, and so I went through a series of experiences and I was very, very fortunate because every place I went to was a step up. It was a furtherance in brief and I was very lucky to have the briefs that I did. Um, but the world of politics, the world of, should we say, self-interest, and I don't mean to categorise all business in that way or all business people in that way, mm-hmm. but certainly the business world can be a place of um, should we say self-interest, therefore, you know, career progression, ambition, mm. um, and all those things are very, very healthy states. But I came, I, I sort of came foul of them a few times over in a way that, again, encouraged me to keep moving to the point where, you know what, I can't, 
be in these worlds as much as I would like to from a surface perspective. Mm. I need to, I needed to integrate, I needed to learn, mm. um, even quality check what I was experiencing, you know, was what was going on. You know, I was experiencing things. My reality was obviously different from other people's mm. um, in terms of how I responded and how I witnessed events and I needed to make sense of that. So that started around 30. Mm. And really from there it just kept going. Mm. So I imagine it got louder and louder for you or? It got very loud. Um, You know, the world of energy is an amazing place, I find, and therefore, you know, when I say the world of energy, I'm talking about the world of intuition, therefore inherent in that is the world of spirituality, which Mm. in my books, not because I'm unique, can be defined as the the world of personal development, therefore the dare Mm. to really live your path, to really be you, irrespective of the models you're born into, um, the models you work in amongst, not because they need to be seen as negatives. Mm. And so coming to yourself, being yourself as genuinely, as resiliently, as constructively as you can, um, and therefore learning through those prisms of, you know, where do I belong? Where do I fit? What should I be doing? Mm. Who am I? Um, is it okay to present myself as this um, on any level of being? Uh, those are all the prisms that really started to hit home and, shall we say, present for me to just continually step through again and again on so many levels around from, you know, from around 30 years old. So I ended up leaving the business world and uh, floating for a while based on my experience, using my experience, but also starting to um, develop my psychic skills from a professional angle. Mm. Um, so life's amazing. You know, it never lets you down, <laughs> I don't find. Mm. Um, you know, there's always a really good reason for things. It's just we may not know it yet. Mm. It's interesting you say that, that it never lets you down. Um unless we believe that it does, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because there comes in the, the dare, the challenge <laughs> to know that, you know, you're not here to live a model. Mm. You're here to discover your model. And that came with you at birth. And that's why no model is a universal fit. Mm. You know, we're here to be our models rather than to just plug into something that somebody else has said or something we've read or even something we've assumed by just observing what everybody else does. Mm. And that's a huge there, especially for young people, I'd argue. Mm. And tell me, I mean, there's so much I want to unpack here, but tell me, yeah, let's, let's, I feel like I I really want to unpack the the young people for for them. Why is this particularly challenging for them? Do you think it's just challenging for them because of the times we live in or it's always challenging for the younger generation? I think part of the dare, bear with me, of growing up, and I don't mean any of these words in a patronising sense, Mm. Um, you know, part of the dare of growing up is to release from the moorings that you started with Mm. and release doesn't need to mean rejection. Um, It can require rejection in some instances, but even that needn't be a negative construct Mm. or event. Um, You know, uh, I suppose my own, looking, looking back on my own sort of experiences, you know, Aging is the process of increasingly being able to stand on your own two feet. Mm. Um, yes, that can involve the obvious things, but it's also spiritually, perceptually, self-knowledge and therefore coming to the point where uh, it's okay to be me. Why? Because it's okay to be anybody else. Mm. Um, so, and I, I do firmly believe that that is one of the, I don't know what you call it, learning curves that come with age, come through the ageing process, not because it has to occur at any particular time. Some people experience it very young. Other people, it can take us a long, a, a lot longer mm. to work through those sorts of issues. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Makes sense. I mean, I certainly, I know for me, that's, yeah, that speaks, that speaks so much, you know, that that's such a difficult time and I'm still working on letting go of those models. I mean, you said that <laughs> so think, beautiful, <laughs> beautifully. I think that's a daily challenge, I think, isn't it? I think it's called having a mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so easy to, you know, and uh, I don't know, egoic self, the mindful self, or more importantly, the overly mindful self, because mind in itself is not a bad, shall we say, mechanism, if they're the words for it. Um, you know, the uh, egoic self just defaults into what it knows. You know, it's it's very good at fencing itself in, fencing other things in, whether that's other people, life. Mm. You know, I know how life works. I project how life works, mm. um, and I'd argue that's pretty commonplace in amongst the population. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Fran, I want to go back to your journey, but before we do that, the question there's a question that comes up um, that I want to ask you now, which is, how do you? How does one manage? I know this is something that's coming up for me certainly. This letting go of stories of drama where, you know, uh, say where we're amongst um, our peers or we're in social gatherings, when all that brings those people together is drama, is story, is this particular narrative that's heightened, that's about, you know, that's about, um, I don't know, the word that comes is hype, but you might you might be able to explain that a little bit differently. Can you just speak to that a little bit? If that makes sense. Oh, it does make sense, Susie. Thank you for the question. Um, I, I suppose, I mean, probably one of the most important things to acknowledge first is it's not, I don't believe it's ever a single step. It's never a single moment that brings us to the point where we are able to stand objectively in amongst uh, whatever's happening around us. Um, Again, for me, and not because I'm in Hello, I'm an audience of one, but, you know, I think what helps us become grounded, what, what, should we say, manifests as grounded, objective, centred, constructive and inclusive selfness um, that really for me is the ideal in being an adult in a way that doesn't need to reject humanity, it doesn't need to reject any level of social uh, being, Mm -hmm. but implicit in all of that is, again, self-knowledge. Implicit in that is therefore... Um, a, uh, should we say, a firm sense um, and therefore on one level a firm gut feel sense, a feeling sense that uh, you're grounded in what you know um, well enough to know that wherever you are in the mix, what is happening around you is happening around you. It's not happening necessarily because of you it's Mm. not happening necessarily about you and even if it is it's happening because of or through the mechanisms of other Mm. and so what I mean by that is you know you may be in the middle of a should we say interpersonal whirlwind if that's the way to say it Mm. but that needn't blow you off centre it only blows you off centre if you own the energy, the dynamic that's coming to you too fast. And so I suppose mm. remaining aloof, for, for not, not aloof from a removed perspective again or from a rejecting perspective, but just in a sense, you know, that, that ability to witness what's going on yeah. before reacting kicks in. To, to take the stance of observer in life. And, again, I, I, the sense I get in things is that we're only strong in that when we let the world around us go in an energetic sense, mm. when we don't 
become the world when we don't spend too much time sensing out to see what the world is doing, feeling, thinking, contemplating. Mm. And you see, all of that is about presence. All of that is about yeah. focus. Mm. All of that is about release work on a regular basis. So as to just be me, mm. just be me, just come back to me, just just get to know me because then, you know, the more we know me, mm. the less um, the less like what is it, flotsam and jetsam, we are likely mm. to be when the wind blows. Mm. Love that metaphor. And that's definitely landed for me in some way, in some internal way. What a what a well-rounded. Um, f- um, what a well-rounded. I was going to say explanation, but it's it's a little bit deeper than that. Um, that makes Thank sense. You, yeah. You know, yeah. it's interesting, isn't it? Because on one level. You know, so often, and here we talk models, don't we? Mm. You know, so often the theory can be it's who you know. Mm -hmm. Um, The theory can be that I have to do X, Y, and Z out in the world around me Mm -hmm. to, shall we say, attract, actualize, manifest what I sense is possible for me or even just what I want. Mm. Um, You know, Yes, those dynamics are important, but more importantly is knowing yourself and therefore within that, again, energetically from a, shall we say, psychic if not spiritual angle, that in part, I'd argue, requires us to, again, let go of the world around you, Mm -hmm. stop minding what is outside first or more Mm -hmm. than your own internal position your own internal bearings because really it's a bit like filling the car up with petrol Mm. you know you've got to fill up first with the good stuff if you intend to drive the distance well Mm. and so implicit in that is an ability to let go of the world around you 360 degrees again as a visualization as a meditation Mm. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to get into deep and meaningful stances it's just let go, have time out, have quality time out in a way that lets you disengage from the whirlwinds, um, even if they're pleasant ones, mm. from the busyness, from the world of other and outside, reconnect to the world within um, and therefore implicit in that is find your spirituality, find the energy that is there to guide you as an individual um, mm. that really comes best from above not horizontally around. Yeah. And so from an energetic viewpoint, from energetic health perspective, often the challenge is to release all the vibes you're caught up in that come from the horizontal world, that which is around you, to release from them. Again, not because you're rejecting them or devaluing them, but you're just shelving them. You're just letting them go for a moment to clear and to come back to your connection with source, with the universe, and therefore with yourself as a soul, as integrity, and therefore with your intuition. Yeah, wow. Um, All of that is making sense on a deeper level. So thank you for allowing us to go there, Fran. Um, And if we take that thread of what you've just shared, how, how did that you know, one of the things we talked about, like using that example of, well, it was an example, but yeah, filling up your own, filling up your car with the good stuff, with the good petrol, you know, um, and, and for you, you felt the call of, um, I guess you got the briefs to move on to the next thing and the next thing when you were, you were in corporate world, I believe, but then you eventually went out on your own, um, setting up your own business as a, in, in psychic and energy work. Fran, what was that like to start off with and how were you then able to be your own model or find your own spirituality? You know, what were some of the steps in that for you, given what we've just shared? Oh, I think there were so many steps, Susie, <laughs> so <laughs> many steps and so many layers. Mm. Um, you know, uh, 
at first I, I literally didn't know where I was going to end up. At first of all, I was uh, using what skills I had, both from a business sense and also from an intuitive sense to buy me the time to work out what I was going to do next. Um, on one level, my in my heart, I always wanted to work on the intuitive level simply because many of my experiences have been very direct. And what I mean by that is that a lot of my learning has happened, shall we say, one-on-one -on -one with source, one-on-one -on -one with guidance rather than um, through the prism of having a mentor mm. to teach me, to guide me. Mm -hmm. That said, I was very, very lucky early on in the process. And again, because of the nature of what I was dealing with and what I was experiencing, I was very mindful of the fact that, you know, uh, I needed to make sure that I was, shall we say, going the right way, that I myself were, was remaining um, grounded in a very practical real-world sense mm. um, because, of course, the world of spirituality can, uh, shall we say, lead astray through no fault of anybody's. Um, so I intuitively sensed that I needed mentoring and I looked around, shall we say, in what I'd call the sort of um, uh, Western system uh, and couldn't quite find what I was looking for. But I was in an amazing bookshop. It no longer exists in, as a physical reality in Sydney, but there was an amazing bookshop called Adiar. Oh, it, yeah. And it was run by... Oh, yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, mm. the Theosophical Society mm. in Sydney. Amazing. Of course, the, the digital... The digital age and, and rentals in, in Sydney have driven that out. Mm -hmm. But um, Adiar was a place, you know, you could walk into Adiar and any form of alternate health, health, philosophy, spirituality, um, energy work, any form was on the shelves for you to find an education, find information from very, very, shall we say, early founders of schools right through to the very modern. And I was in Adia, and it was one of those places where it was just wall-to-wall -wall books, you know, like rows and rows and shelves and, you know, different rooms. It was just amazing. It was always a feast to walk in there. And um, I was in there one day and, of course, searching away for various things and not really knowing. And I walked past a corner and uh, as I walked past the corner, a book fell off uh, <laughs> uh, the shelf. Of course it did. <laughs> uh, of course it did. And I picked it up and I looked at it and it was called the Sefer Yetzirah. Say that again. The Sefer Yetzirah. So it's a Jewish text uh -huh. and it is one of the books that explain uh, spirituality, mysticism, mm. energy, in the Jewish, through the Jewish um, or Judaic um, prism. Mm. And so I thought, oh, this is interesting. So I bought it and went home and I read it back to back. Couldn't understand a lot of it, didn't remember a word of it. But what I, what really struck home was the fact that it somehow made sense, even though I couldn't logically recall what I was reading. It was mm. speaking to me in amazing ways. So from there I knew what system was going to ground me. Mm. I then had to find it. Um, and at the same time I found myself back in Adelaide. I'd been in Sydney or oh, maybe almost a decade, mm. found myself back in Adelaide and this question was still, you know, nagging at me, where can I find this mentoring? Where can mm. I find this help? Plucked up the courage one day and rang the Adelaide Hebrew congregation, which was the main synagogue or shul in Adelaide at the time. I think it still is. Um, and asked whether or not they had classes. Yeah, yeah. Can I join in? Yeah, yeah. You know, even though I'm not Jewish. Yeah, yeah. So I went to. The, wow. I went to. I mean, they didn't say it like that, of course. Yeah. Oh, yes, you may. Um, so I went to the first class, and I'm not quite sure whether Rabbi Engel was aware that I was coming, but anyway, he accommodated me. Mm. And from that first moment, it was as if I'd come home. Mm. 
Mm. It was as if, you know, I, I found it. I found it not from a logic perspective but from a resonating mm. perspective. Mm. So from there I started a decade-long education in a sense mm. in the Jewish, what I call the Jewish system. Mm -hmm. Again, not because I can recite a lot. Um, a lot of it was... Um, uh, it was experiential, you know, we'd, mm. we'd go in and certainly there was a format that wasn't about energy work at all, really. It was about the weekly Torah portion. The Torah is the Old Testament mm. and in the Jewish calendar every week, a new section of the Old Testament or an, uh, the next section of the Old Testament is read and studied mm. and uh, shared from not only a biblical perspective, but more importantly, from an everyday spiritual perspective, as well as even, should we say, higher level or more ethnic spirituality. Mm. So I'd go in there being not Jewish, mm. um, having, you know, experiences in the world of energy, mm. you know, throughout my week in a way that I wouldn't share it. I didn't need to share it. I wasn't invited to share it and it wasn't the, the, the forum to share it, but it was a forum for other reasons. But I'd, you know, be having these questions or experiences on my mind and I'd just be sitting there listening. And as the rabbi would go through his class, all of these various pennies would drop, either as confirmation for what I was deducing out of my experience by myself or receiving his guidance about them, or as further layers of that. So very, very long-winded story. You know, there are many, many ways in which I've come to learn or understand what selfness needs to be to be shared, channeled, shared and channeled well in the world and exchanged well. Um, probably the biggest was through the experiences in the Jewish world, which really helped me ground, really helped me find a sense of logic, um, sanity at times, um, but also most importantly, practical spirituality. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the Jewish system amazes me because there is never a question that will not be answered. There is never a deflection um, there is never a hand pass mm -hmm. and there is never just a response that is good, bad, black, white, mm -hmm. positive, negative, accepted, rejected. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that Judaism is the only um, practice of spirituality that can do that. But week after week, not only through rabbis, but also through the people who gathered, you know, just such amazing demonstrations of practical, really, you know, real, you know, offered, breathed um, spirituality as kindness, as respect, mm. as inclusiveness, and as the embrace of we're all different, mm. but because of that, we're the same. Yeah. And, you know, as you share that, what I just want to acknowledge is all of that, Fran, comes through your work in my experience. Thank you, Susie. Mm. It's mm. amazing. You know, a person is just so lucky to hit on the right level of mentoring, whatever mm. that is for them, you know, in a way that inspires them to be positive, inspires them irrespective of the challenges that life asks them to go through. That, that hooks them, that cements them firmly into that sense of what is right, what is good, and if I resonate well out of those vibrations, then goodness me, mm. imagine what I can do if I dare to share mm. or represent them, even if I may not do that as well as I can every day. Yeah, wow. Mm. It's a huge, mm. yeah, life's amazing. <laughs> Thanks it's for amazing. Asking. Yep. Yeah, um, it's it's incredible how how your journey has unfolded. 
um, to be able to help others on their journey, to empower others through their own spirituality, seeking meaning, seeking clarity, seeking understanding. I mean, the questions that I'm, I often ask myself is, ah, um, why is this happening? What's the meaning in this? What do I need to learn from this? What is this wanting me to, you know, um, yeah, you know, to get how can I, what, what am I needing to learn from this person? And, and the world of energy can do that. But what do we need to do? Or like, I know, you know, we've already touched on that to be, to be present. What, what are, what are some, uh, how shall I put it? Initial steps, beginner steps, not because this is about those who are beginning in the world of spirituality, but this is even the question that I'm, I'm asking. What are those beginner steps for us to be able to respond to the energy that's happening, the energy that's around us? Um, cause certainly there'll be a day where I'll wake up and I'll be as clean. Well, I'll be a clean slate if I can put it that way. And I'll yep, feel great. Yep. We'll go, something will happen. I'll go to the shops maybe. We know what that's like. <laughs> it's like a rabbit hole. Come out and it's like, huh, I feel overwhelmed. I feel tired. Oh, yeah, it's the shops. I walked around. Makes sense. Logic kind of takes over. The mind takes over. Yeah, that's what it is, you know. Um, or I'll see clients and not know somewhere, and this is what I've certainly begin to learn, begun to learn over years and years, is that um, in my own words, you know, we can hang on to certain energy. So can you speak to that by way of what we can do to help us come back to ourselves, you know, to be ourselves, to to know me, as you were saying before, to just be me and not all of this overwhelm or this grief or anger or frustration that we pick up during the day. Like I'll share with clients and maybe because it's an analogy that works with me, it's like Velcro and we pick up fluff that just kind of then weighs us down. (laughs) (laughs) Seems to work for some. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's interesting, you know, I I suppose there are two directions I'm tempted to take off Mm -hmm. on there. You know, the first is, um, and maybe the most important, it it is perhaps coming to, shall we say, no, if that's the way to say it, and even that's an interesting word given what I'm just about to launch into next, Mm -hmm. but... um, coming to know the importance of breath, the importance of release, the importance of letting go. And when I say letting go, a lot of that letting go really, it's letting go of mind. Mm. Um, you know, again, in the Jewish system, you know, the, the, the human being is, uh, should we say, ex- explained or presented as, as uh, or through to sort of, um, prisms, if that's the way to say it, there's in, in every one of us in that model, and again, I'm not saying it's unique to this model, but this is the model I know best, if that's the way to say it, not because I'm an expert. But um, there's two levels of self. There's egoic self and there's spiritual self. Mm. And so the egoic self in all of us is the overly mindful self. And in no way, again, am I denigrating mind. Mind is an amazing bowl. It's an amazing computer, of course. It's an amazing resource. And yet, in the world of egoic self, so what do I mean by that? And, and again, when I say egoic versus divine self or spiritual self, what I'm not doing is saying good versus bad self. It's just that the spiritual self, the soul level self, is that which is always connected to source, to the universe, and therefore to infinity to possibility, to the reality or a reality, realities even, that are unlimited and therefore don't need limitation. Then the egoic self is the aspect of being that is more limited. It it knows from its perspective. And, of course, we all know from our perspective and that needn't mean that we are out of touch or irrelevant or incorrect in what we know and yet 
the dare in spirituality, I'd argue, and therefore even um, intuition, intuitive living, even if you're a business person, um, the dare is to release mind. Again, not because you discard it, you reject it, but you release all you know so as to then really see, really sense what is presenting now. The mind is a place when we don't uh, mentor it well. The mind is a place that is very good at taking photographs and creating huge albums and huge, shall we say, dissertations about what it knows and how life works and how life will and how life won't and all of those things. All of our thoughts and feelings act as affirmations. Affirmations literally are instructions to the universe about what we are ready to receive, allow or not. Mm. Not all of us live on this level, nor do we have to. I'd argue, you know, when I was 30, I didn't believe in a ghost and I didn't need to. You with me? Mm. So in no way am I saying that this model that I'm talking about or, you know, my perspectives fit everybody. They won't. We're all at different places. Um, for me, though, for the energetically sensitive, for those people who do experience energy or intuitive invisible stuff in a loud way and therefore sometimes in a distressing, a disturbing, a, an unbalancing way, mm. you know, mind is a place to receive into, not just to drive from. And like any other bowl, if you want 100% nourishment out of that which you can receive into your bowl next, you owe it to yourself to clean it on a regular basis. Mm, that's huge. Through releasing. You with me? Yeah. Through releasing, through letting go of what you know, not because it's necessarily wrong, not because it's irrelevant, not because you're throwing it out like rubbish, but by releasing it, a bit like releasing your car keys or your door keys when you come home. You don't carry them around all the time. You put them down somewhere and you leave them till you need them next. Mm. Same with mind and same, therefore, with what we observe in the world. We are here to observe, not photograph and collect. Mm. That doesn't mean I'm anti-photography. I love photographs. I love taking photos. But the trick is to know what you know, to, uh, to know what you know about what you know, but then to release that just in case life can show you a bit more. Because life is a very informative realm. It's not just a blank canvas that is waiting for, shall we say, we all-knowing human beings well-educated in some, in some parts of the world to project what we know onto that canvas. It is a canvas that wants to speak back to us as well so that then we're able to combine what we receive intuitively, energetically, sentiently with what we have learned and observed for ourselves. It's when we put those two groups of ingredients together in a way that we let the intuitive mind and therefore the divine mind, universal mind, um, intuition to come through in a way that helps us confirm, you know, is that the best position you can take? Is that really what they're on about? Is that really the best way to handle what you're doing, whether that's positive or a negative event, if that's the way to say it? Mm. So, you know, mindfulness can be overly, in my opinion, it can be overly promoted as the doorway to spirituality. Why? Because right. I'd argue that the real realms mm -hmm. of spirituality and therefore the real release, and what I mean by that is those realms that, really do clear things, really do heal forever mm. on the level they're presenting. Those realms, those stances, those experiences do not require the human mind. It requires the human mind to empty of what it knows, to receive what source knows, the universe knows, what life knows mm. as a thought, a feeling, a piece of information, even a flavour or a smell. By receiving on those levels, we are then equipped to know more than we knew in the seconds before in a way that potentially empowers everyone 
to lead a fulfilling life, whether that's a human, an animal, a plant or the planet. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a different way of being in the world, different way of being in order to in order to truly know in any given moment um, what is required, what I'm being asked to, how I'm being asked to respond, to do, to give, to um, whatever that may be. Mm. Very much. Mm. And yes, it's interesting, isn't it, Susie, because really all of those aspects or, um, should we say, yeah, all of those aspects and therefore any aspect of spirituality Mm. that presents to a person, I'd argue, presents most strongly through their gut feel. And gut feel never lies, and we all have one. Gut feel is never wired from a faulty uh, perspective. It is only ever mind that can lead us astray, not because it always leads us astray. It does amazing things. Mm. And yet it is the gut feel. And so really on one level, one doesn't have to know anything more than breath and gut feel. Does that really feel right for me? Mm. And, you know, rightness, what is right? Is it, is it a construct that is thought or opined? Is it a construct that we learn academically? Yes, in some cases, of course it is. We need rules. We need guidances. We need processes. We need mind logics, mind-based logics to help us get about and channel ourselves responsibly and ethically. Mm. But at the same time, on an individual level, the challenge is to live in that reality whilst also listening to intuitive self and therefore gut feel, is this right for me? And if it isn't, what do I need to do with that? Yeah. Yeah. How do, where, where do I belong? You know, often that question, you know, we don't know where we belong at the beginning of our journey. We all set out the door as pioneers going out into the never, never that hasn't got a roadmap. Mm. And it's only the gut feel every time that will lead you the right way because the gut feel will always say, no, no, not there, keep moving. Or not, and it's always the mind that goes, "No, no, but I can't mm. for whatever reason, or I can." Yeah, yeah, and and uh, Fran, just in terms of the gut feel, um, might be asking a question that you responded to already, but you know, it might be worthwhile reinforcing this. How do we strengthen our gut feel? Because my gut feel may come through, uh, for me, the way the gut feel comes through is I kind of hear it for my husband, John. It's like he just gets it in his gut, literally speaking, right? He just gets the feeling. Is it... Is it is it different for people or how do Very they? Very much. Yeah. Can you just yeah. speak to that, like just speak to the differences of how people may get it? It's interesting because in a sense, Susie, you're asking about, you're asking how do how can intuition present? Okay, um, right. There you so, go. Mm. You know, on, on one level, again, there are five senses, three of which are probably the most common. Mm. People can see things directly Mm. or indirectly. They can hear things. And within that is the sense of, I just know, something just pops Mm. in. I just get told. Yeah, I just get the sense in an information sort of sense. Yeah. Then there is the feeling level. I don't, I don't feel quite right when I, when Mm. I contemplate those things or entertain them. My body can start to uh, feel out of sorts or I might just feel overwhelmed all of a sudden, so the feeling level. So those three levels, the seeing, the hearing and the feeling, um, comprise most the louder aspects of intuition. And then, of course, some Uh people taste intuitively, Mm -hmm. not necessarily all the time, um, and some people smell things. Mm -hmm. And so each of us, for each of us, that bag of five senses um, comes in its own unique way. So not all of us are voyant or visual, yeah, mm. visually intuitive as each other. Mm. The gut feel 
Um, on one level, yes, as it does for John, it can present, and it, it does this with me, you know, it can present very much as a bodily sensation, mm. um, a pushing, a pulling, a feeling, no, I don't feel right, just mm. don't feel right. Um, and I suppose really those words are what defines a gut feel because people will say, I don't feel right about it, it doesn't feel right, they mm. don't feel right, or, the, or it does. I just feel it in my bones, mm, yeah. Mm. Um, the gut feel, though, usually any any intuitive sense is very rarely experienced as a monodimensional event. And what I mean by that is your gut feel or person's gut feel may speak the loudest, mm. but it usually has words in it, information in it, as well as visuals. Mm. And so... Often a person can just, as you, you know, you were describing about yourself, Susie, mm. you know, you can just sort of know mm. that it's not right more than perhaps feeling it yes. as strongly. Yeah. I'd argue that for most of us it's a mix between those two elements. And I'd also argue that for many people, if they actually, shall we say, allow that moment to speak to them some more, there will also be visuals very subtly or even loudly happening in that experience as well. Mm. So gut gut feel literally, it just doesn't feel right or mm. it really, really does. Mm. Okay, that's great. Thank you. appreciate that. I was kind of thinking we're going off in another direction, but it's I know that we can talk about this. This is like a whole other conversation. <laughs> it's almost like introduction to intuitive work um, into some of the courses that you lead. Um, Fran, I am aware of our time. So, um, you know, the one question that I'm really drawn to ask you before um, we start to wrap things up is – what is your vision for your life here? Oh, la, la. Um, <laughs> okay. Overall, I, it would probably be to be real, mm. to be simply me in a way that I don't need to own more space than I really, really need. Um, and therefore, within that, to allow other to exist at the rightful distance in the you know in a way that suits everybody um to therefore be inclusive to be helpful um but most of all to be real the, the more the more really me i am i'd argue the better i share the better i give the better i do from a sharing, coexisting perspective as well as from a personal fulfilment and development perspective. Mm. That's, um, that's beautiful. Mm. Cause, you know, the only other aspect is, you know, to keep moving. Mm. You know what I mean? And like life's not, life's not a constant. Mm. Phases aren't constant. Phases have their purpose. Life is, you know, it, I, I often say, it, you know, life's a sine wave. It's ups and downs, it's peaks and troughs, it's go there, then here. And so it's it's to be able to move with flow, again, in a way that doesn't depreciate self but also doesn't overinflate it. Mm. You know, nobody has to sit too close to anyone or anything else unless they think they have to. Yeah. And we each have our place. And there is no difference in value in place. And so the dare is to get on and find your place as best you can and as fully as you can, knowing that it'll never be a lonely place mm. if you're well connected mm. spiritually to yourself and to source to begin with. That's really the message for, for the day. So <laughs> thank you. What a great message to end on, um, <laughs> even though it's part of your vision for your life here. Fran, how can our listeners find out more about your work? Thank you very much, Susie. I have a website and it's called psychicandenergywork.com.au. Mm. They can go through to there and read all about me or my monthly observations 
they can also go through to the Get In Contact page where they'll find my details. Great. And um, I'll also, I'll be sure to share that in the notes. Uh, Friend, what's just come to me that I thought would be nice to share is you have, a, um, you've developed these amazing um, and really helpful um, spiritual kind of guidance cards. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that? Oh, thank you, Susie, very, very much. Yes, I call them my clearing cards. Um, they are amazing little beings there's 80 to a set and each card has two levels of message and the purpose for that is to sort of bring the focus to a particular spiritual or energetic dynamic that is happening for the person who pulls the card at the time and then the second level of message is a quick shall we say hint or tip um, as to how to move through that dynamic and to grow it more in a spiritual sense and therefore in a fulfilling sense moving forward. So the cards are all about helping people relax, let go, um, come to know themselves, but also to come to know the world of energy and intuition and therefore source as it presents to them day to day. They're really powerful cards, something that I'll use, particularly when I feel like I need a little bit of insight. Um, and are they also available on your website? They are very much. People can either order them via the website um, or they can just call or email direct. Mm. But certainly, yes, they are. Thank okay. you. Okay. Great, Fran. Um, Fran, thank you. What a what a <laughs> what an awesome conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the chance to share, Susie. Pleasure. I look forward to another one sometime. <laughs> cross, what is it? Cross my arm? Twist my arm. Thank <laughs> you very, very much. And thank you very much for the chance to be on it. You know, you always do such amazing work. You know, you always, I don't know, invite people to step through the doorway again to find, to rediscover their landscape in a way that it's a richer and more rewarding tapestry for anyone who shares in it. So beautiful work. Thank you. I appreciate that, friend. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today on Empowered Conversations. Subscribe to the show now and then head over to my Facebook page, Susie Petrozzi, for free personal growth and self-discovery tools that you can use today to be present, be powerful, and be on purpose. See you next time for Empowered Conversations. Empowered Conversations.